good morning, everybody. Welcome to, to Daily Devotions. Uh, my name is Pastor Lloyd. I'm the site pastor of Father's House, Jeffrey's Bay. And this morning, I'm going to be continuing our series on how to pray. And this morning, we're going to be talking about con- contemplative prayer. It's been great to unpack the different kinds of prayers with you uh, over this series for devotions. And today, we're going to look at a type of prayer that doesn't necessarily involve the use of many words in our mouths, but that's rather a type of prayer that's quite loud in our spirits and in our hearts. You see, when we speak about uh, contemplative prayer, it's referring to a type of meditation, contemplation, and communion with God. And this type of prayer has got more to do with an awareness of His presence than it does an awareness of our needs. And we'll unpack each of those three levels or stages uh, in just a moment. Because the thing is, sometimes in our walk with the Lord, words won't be quite enough to describe those times of quiet intimacy with Him, where our minds and our hearts are fixed on Christ, and we have a fresh revelation of His presence in our lives, a fresh revelation of His goodness, His grace, and His love. We all know the verse, right? Psalm 46 verse 10, the psalmist writes and says, Be still and know that I am God. Some translations say, Stop your fighting. (laughs) And know that I am God. And there's a sense of just, you know, put down your weapons for a second, lay aside your struggles and your striving for a moment, and cultivate a deep sense within you and know that He is God. You know, it's, it's almost like the Lord is implying, I guarantee you that when you, that, that your fighting won't seem as important anymore, when you focus and get a deeper sense of who He is. You know, we engage in uh, a time of contemplation, reflection, and meditation. So, or should I say when we do, the other elements of the world suddenly don't seem as important. They suddenly seem to fade away, don't they? And I'm sure many of us will know the old hymn that says, the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You know, I'm not Pastor Vince or Pastor Ray, so I'm not going to be singing that for us this morning, but the message is there, right? You know, and it's, 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 it's kind of, we get the sense of that if we're ever in a difficult season, perhaps the best thing to do is not to use more words, but just to develop a greater mindfulness of his promises and his peace and God's presence in our lives. But this concept of contemplative praying is not just for when we're going through a difficult season. It's an essential part of becoming more like Christ, which John the Baptist says is essentially his life's goal, right? He says in John uh, chapter 3, verse 30, that he, Jesus, must increase and I must decrease, you know, there's a sense in which setting aside moments in our day for contemplative prayer is where we really put down our roots deep into our relationship with God. And when we do that, this is when he can produce something beautiful from that internal growth and nourishment that comes from a loving attentiveness to him. You know, that's what meditation and, and this, this kind of praying can be referred to as loving attentiveness to God. And, you know, in, in the world today, there's lots of things like new age spirituality, right? Things like that, that focus on centering yourself and, you know, emptying your mind with things so that you can develop a greater awareness of self. But biblically speaking, that's the exact opposite of what contemplative prayer and meditation on God is all about. Because it's actually about filling yourself with the knowledge of God and of who you are in Him. It's about surrendering to the leading of the Holy Spirit as he deposits into you a greater sense of Christ awareness in you, not just self-awareness, but Christ awareness in you and what he is revealing to us in and through his word. You know, being still and being quiet before the Lord 
a silent enjoyment of his presence. It's another definition of what contemplative prayers are, a silent enjoyment of his presence. It's one of the most powerful and refreshing things, the most refreshing practices that we can implement in our lives as believers. And it's in these moments where three things happen. Our mind is renewed, our faith is fueled, and our hearts are purified before the Lord. If you want to take some notes this morning, you're welcome to, uh, to, to write these three things down. Three things happen that when we, when we engage in this, in this contemplative prayer process, our mind is renewed, our faith is fueled, and our hearts are purified for what the Lord is calling us to do. You know, it's been said that our strongest commissions often come from our deepest contemplations. Our strongest commissions often come from our deepest contemplations. And so as followers of Jesus, we need to be intentional and focused on creating space in our day for moments where we eliminate all distractions and get into that space of intimacy for the Father, because that's often where our next assignment comes from. And so what are the three types or three layers, three steps, if you will, of developing this contemplative prayer process in our lives? And the first step, I mentioned, I mentioned them just now, the first step is meditation. And this is where you really simply just focus your thoughts on God. The first step in con contemplative prayer is meditation. This is intentional thinking, focused thinking about the one who created you. And it's about your relationship with him. And while there are many things that we can you know, use to meditate on that help us get focused on God, the first and obviously most powerful one is the word itself, right? Choose a small passage of scripture. Take a, take a passage that's meaningful for you. And instead of reading it for information and education, read it for revelation and encounter. Yeah, instead of reading the passage for information and education, read it for revelation and encounter. And allow that to be something that opens your mind, opens your heart and focuses it on who God is. You know, Psalm 1, the very first Psalm says this in verses 1 to 3, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, in the Lord's word, and he meditates on it day and night. And right there, there's an encouragement to spend time meditating on the word and using it as a window to see our creator face to face. Secondly, once we've embraced this process of meditation, intentional focusing on God, then it becomes contemplation, which is... a a deeper revelation of God and you. That's kind of the second step where the focus shifts away from me and is placed on God. You know, this is the place where words become less and less necessary. This is the place where the atmosphere shifts from working for God's presence to resting in it. And it shifts from what I can do for God to what he has already done for me. And this is where we become more and more mindful of his deep, unconditional, never-ending love for you. And it almost speaks to Psalm 8 verse 3, doesn't it? Where the psalmist says, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? <laughs> Beautiful words. And the son of man that you care for him. It's almost a sense of awe that God, I'm, I'm gazing up and looking at you. I'm focusing on you, not just on my relationship with you, but your relationship to me. And then the final step in this contemplative prayer process is when contemplation becomes communion. Communion. This is where I'm no longer even aware of my surroundings or even what I'm doing or saying in terms of how logical it may sound. This is just where we have the sense of God in his glory that fills every part of me. And we know what this is like, right? This happens in worship from time to time. 
when you forget the words of the song, it's just you and it feels like it's just you and God and you get lost in this wonder of who he is. You see, it's more about an experience with God than it is information about him. When we engage in this place of communion, this is the place that fills our souls. And this is the purpose for which we have been created to worship God wholeheartedly with everything that we are. And it's in those moments of deep communion, intimacy with the Father, where we open, open up ourselves to receive a deposit into our souls that only God could give us. And that tra- transforms us from the inside out. You know, Galatians 4 verse 6 is one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture for me, just because of how personal it makes our relationship with God. It says, and because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You know, that word Abba, Father, is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a diminutive. It's like saying Daddy. And for me, it speaks about this really personal connection that we have with our Father. His spirit is in our hearts, and it's that spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. So I hope that encouraged you this morning and gave you some inspiration to perhaps set some time aside Uh, in your week or in your day, just to take a moment and meditate on God, focus on him, contemplate who he is, his deep love for you, and then enter into communion with him, where we get lost in the glory and wonder of his presence. So I'll take a moment to pray for us, Father's house, before we head on out with the rest of our Tuesday. Father, thank you so much um, that uh, prayers of contemplation are available to all believers, Lord. Thank you that we all have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling on the inside of us. And Father, we pray this week that as we rely more on on his leading, that we would enter into these places of deep meditation, contemplation, and communion with you. Lord, like any father, you desire an intimate relationship with your children. And I just thank you so much, Lord, that um, that, that is possible and that you desire to have this communion with us. We We embrace that truth this morning and we look up lift up our eyes and say, Lord, um, thank you. We worship you and we seek you and we desire you also. Thank you so much, Lord, for the benefits that come from spending moments in quiet contemplation with you. Would you help us by your spirit to eliminate distractions this week and put those things aside that do not belong so that we can focus on and be refreshed by those times of intimacy, deep stillness, loving attentiveness, to your face. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.